Everything Old is New Again is sponsored by the law office of Douglas Viviani. Douglas Viviani has been providing quality legal service for over 26 years. We're a general practice firm and can handle any legal matter you may have for a reasonable fee. If you're involved in a car accident, starting a business, planning your estate, or need a criminal attorney, please call 631-681-1910 or email us at vivianilaw at aol.com for a free consultation. Get the justice you deserve. Contact the law office of Douglas Viviani at vivianilaw at aol.com. Romantic zombie comedy. We wanted to do two things at once. We kind of liked the idea of uh, mixing two genres and but keeping them both. But we kind of wanted to make a horror film and a comedy and have both things running at the same time. Welcome to Everything Old is New Again. This is Douglas Viviani. That's that over the other side of the table is David Cohen. We are continuing our discussion of why we keep digging up the dead to become zombies and why... Is there an unending supply of zombie movies, TV shows, comics, video games? That was a clip from the show, or I should say from Simon Pegg, who uh, was the writer and star of Shaun of the Dead, another um, very successful zombie comedy. Of course, he was uh, later on to be become famous uh, in the Star Trek movies, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies. There's a Star Scotty. Trek reference. Yes. All right, we got it in. You saw Give you some kind of you want to get an idea of who this uh, disembodied voice is that's <clears throat> speaking. Now he tried and did successfully, I think, make a comedy out of zombies. Didn't I, see it. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're prepared I'm here to, for the show. I'm here to throw <laughs> cold water on the whole show. All right. Well, let's let's um, put it this way. I am not a fan of anything other than Night of the Living Dead and Walking Dead in terms of the zombie genre. And World War Z. And World War Z and and Brad Pitt can go to where the... I can't believe you didn't like that. It was a really good movie. I I don't like running zombies. But the fact... But but, so they're coming back from the... the rules. Any of those characters run... But they're coming from the dead. That you're okay with, right? The reanimation of the dead is plausible to you. Absolutely. But but running really fast, that's where it loses credibility. You have to die first before you can become a zombie. Period. That's where I'm at. Okay, and I think Andrew Lincoln will agree with me on this, and he's the star of Walking Dead. It's The Walking Dead. It's a a show on AMC. It's a story about survival, Mm -hmm. really, and it's a a character-driven show. It's about when characters have everything stripped away from them, uh, can they survive without turning into a monster? uh, How did he just agree with you? All he said was... I love these. Pre- you know, you you make that. these statements that are just so untrue. I just that's called deflection. Here's Andrew Lincoln, who agrees with every word I say. He, said he, he would said nothing agree with like me. that. He would agree with me if we had he a discussion. Would. There's no doubt. I'd be slipping him a couple of dollars on the table, and he would agree with me 100. percent There's no doubt. As far as I'm concerned, um, this is the state of the art of of this. Absolute, genre. absolutely. In Halloween of 2010, when AMC began this show. I was nowhere to be found. I, again, didn't want any part of this. One day, I'm sitting uh, working, and I've got a TV where I'm working, doing some busy work, and there was nothing else on. Boom, there was a marathon of this show. I think it was the first season. I, I stayed up till like 3 or 4 in the morning, and again, could not sleep. I flashed back to when I was a kid watching Night of the Living Dead. Night of Living the Dead. Living Dead. It's wow. just, I don't know what it is about the genre of uh, when taken seriously and properly, where these uh, unending foes, if you will, are attacking you where you are and you're unprepared and what do you do and how do you survive? Um, and then, of course, the interaction with the people, as as he just spoke well, what's, about. Well, what's brilliant about the show is that the unending foes, not just the the Walking Dead, 
the foes are mostly other people that they encounter along the way and how those people react to what's effectively an apocalypse. And, and is that realistic? I, I kind of think it is. Maybe some of these things are over the top that they do. But, I mean, there are going to be people out there, there's no doubt. Then there's no society. Forget about it. They're going to want to take over. Well, I think so many millions of people watch the show because they buy into it. That they, they can see how, how evil or how, I guess, soulless people get when their backs are up against a wall like they are in this in this world that they've created. Absolutely. So it's entirely believable. Absolutely. And, and again, it's character-driven as opposed to the blood and guts. And let's listen to Andrew again. They've been through hell, mm. and they live in hell. And they've said, you know, the CDC was dashed. You've had all of these hopes just torn away from them. And then the prospect of potentially a cure in D.C., he may not even believe it, but everybody needs this horizon, whether or not he believes it or not. I think everybody just needs some hope. That was a little uh, quote from him from Comic-Con just this past year, uh, the San Diego Comic-Con, not the one in New York. And you know, he's talking about, um, clearly, uh, the characters and the characters uh, struggle with each other and maybe getting possibly some hope in this new season of possibly going to the CDC and getting a cure for this problem. Right. They have to fix Ebola first, then they can get on the CDC. Then they can get on to the zombie thing. You know, exactly. it's priorities, Doug. <laughs> Very true. Uh, that's it's significant. And I think if you see what they do in the comic and earlier with the CDC in The Walking Dead, um, you see that uh, there are problems with, with relying upon others to solve your problems. Right, exactly. Bottom line. Um, I, I think that this genre of, of 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 a zombie uh, apocalypse is much more to the heart. Of course, they have more time than a movie, but much more to where you can walk the street tomorrow if you're, you know, watch the show tonight, let's say, on DVD or whatever, and try to think, okay, what would I do? What, where would I go? We'll uh, approach that and talk about that. But let's see a little bit more about what Andrew Lincoln says is going to happen this season to the characters. If you stand beside Rick, your family. If you stand in front of him, you're a problem. And I think a lot of the things that are happening this season, it feels like, is whether or not you're willing to come with this man. You know, so it's, uh, he's an uncompromising, brutal leader, uh, a very dangerous man, but a very, um, still a loyal father and friend. He does take the topic pretty seriously, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> he does. But it's been, it's been interesting to see what's happened to Rick. And now I feel like we're on the, the, the show, The Talking Dead, yes. which I think is another, it's a key component of the Walking Dead phenomenon because for the first time, if you're a fan of a show, when the show's over, there's this whole talk show about what you just saw with fans and, and sometimes celebrities, well, a lot of times oh, celebrity writers fans. and producers. I mean, they've got People involved with the show and, and also and the big, actors. And, and big uh, actors that, that have nothing to do with The Walking Dead but are just fans. And it's really cool to kind of you know, sort of like vent about what you just saw, because the, the shows can be pretty intense. They could also explain some of the motivation. They'll never talk about what's happening in the future, but they will explain, and sometimes you get some insight Definitely. as to the motivation of the particular characters or something you missed. Right. I mean, these shows go pretty quick, and, you know, you, you, you get frightened here and there, and you, you forget to look at something, whatever it might be. And, and you know, and, and they're, they're focusing you on the story and making you part of not just the episode, but almost kind of part of the creation of, of the product, even though you're not, but you, you feel like you're on the inside. That's true. And, that, and that's the Talking Dead show that they, they do that. 
Um, yes. I think they do a What's great interesting job. also, I think, about this, and I'm, I'm going back to Night of the Living Dead and Walking Dead to me, which are the two seminal works here. Some people right. would bring up Evil Dead. Some people would bring up Shaun of the Dead. I'm going to just talk about those two. It's interesting that those two, which are landmarks and maybe bookends to this genre, they never use the word zombie. Right. Ever. Right. I don't know what that's about. I don't know why, but I just think it, it's an interesting... An interesting twist. Yeah, honest. you never hear you never hear the word zombie because I think they're not really. They use walkers and Night of Living Dead. They use them, but they're not focused on just that. As we're right. saying, but th- what's interesting about The Walking Dead is that they don't really know what's caused this, right? So they don't know how to combat it. I mean, you're talking about the rules of, right. of, of zombies right. that were created with Night of the Living Dead. Not all of those necessarily apply to The Walking Dead, and if they do. The characters, they don't know that yet. I mean, if there wasn't a zombie uh, zombie apocalypse now, we, you know, and realistically, what would we know about th- the zombies themselves? How to kill them, how to protect ourselves. We re- we'd be kind of playing it by right. ear, and which th- they do in this series. Right, and I think it's kind of realistic that uh, mostly unless it's gas-powered, you know, power is, is gone. Certainly the Internet is gone, I would presume. I haven't seen it anywhere. Um, right. You know, there's there's not any method. The radio, there's no one broadcasting over the radio. There is no way to to gather information. So your little troop may run against uh, up against another little troop, and if you are able to get along, you may be able to transfer some information back and forth. But other than that, there's really no way to gather steam on defeating this. So uh, let me ask you something. So that w- why is this so popular? Do you think it, a lot has to do right now with what's going on in the world, with, with terrorism, with viruses, with, with a lot of unknowns out there, people just fearing the world, you know, and not yeah, knowing I, what's happening next? Do you think this so, sort of sums up that general I think feeling? it's coincidental, but I do think it is relevant. I don't think, in other words, they created this show of saying that, what you just said. Right. But I do think that, that our psyche now is more individualistic and in what would we as an... Because we're all frustrated. I could get into policy, but we're frustrated with the world, okay? And whether we vote or not and, and whatever, we all kind of feel powerless with a lot of stuff that's going on out there. Yeah. And that's what's going on in that show. They're kind of powerless with dealing with anything but what's on that farm. I, I, I don't know if that show would do as well in a happier time <laughs> for all I, of us. I really. agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Um, yeah. And it, it, it also lasts with you. I will watch it on Sunday, and I'll go to court in the Bronx the next day, and I'll think to myself, what am I going to do if this ever happened? Is it, is a, it just captures your imagination. I'm glad I'm not one of your clients. That's all I yeah, am. <laughs> yeah, that's on my mind instead yeah. of getting them out of jail. Doug, yeah. Doug, you have to go up now. Come on. They're, they're asking you a question. <laughs> we will return about and try to figure out what would you do in the apocalypse. This portion of Everything Old is New Again is sponsored by ResumeDoctorInc.com. When you're seeking to change your career, apply for a promotion, or are trying to find a job, your resume is the first thing that's seen that represents you to a potential employer. Make sure your resume makes a clear, concise, and professional impression of who you are so you can get that job interview. Send your current resume to ResumeDoctorInc at AOL.com for a free online review. You'll receive a timely reply with a reasonable quote to properly prepare your resume. Let them make sure you have a resume that will get you noticed. Send your resume or questions to resume doctor inc at aol.com. Stenches in the air, the funk of 40,000 years, and grisly goons from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. 
for no mere mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. Oh, that's Vincent Price narrating Michael Jackson's thriller. We can't forget about that when we talk about zombies. Of course, we? no. And of course, Mike, uh, Michael Jackson uh, dressed up and did he, he, that took the country by storm. Also, Definitely. just an eleven-minute video of yep. zombies. It was pretty scary. It was pretty yeah. scary. Uh, so that was that was a fun turn for this genre. Let's not forget that it wasn't a movie, but it's something that that we talk about. In that, um, Vincent Price also was in the first zombie. Uh, movie, the, the I Am Legend movie, ah. or the incarnation of I Am Legend by Richard Matheson, which we spoke about uh, last show. Right. He was the star right. of that movie. So we're going to just jump over the entertainment part of it, and let's talk about the zombie apocalypse as if it was real. That kind of uh, happened in real life. The CDC, which is the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, in 2011 released a uh, brochure and it was called the Preparedness 101 Zombie Apocalypse. Now, of course, they were trying to jump on board of The Walking Dead and gather some, some attention. Uh, and they produced like a graphic novel that was 40 pages long saying, this is a zombie uh, pandemic. What do you do? What do you pack? And, of course, that, they were analogizing that to you know hurricanes or uh, any kind of a disaster that happened. And I still think some uh, – I forget where I read this, but there are government workers who train – uh, for any eventuality, and, and one of the scenarios they use, which is quite popular, is a zombie apocalypse. Which I, could never, ever happen on the planet, but maybe it could. Who knows? Well, I know. think they use it because, you know, it covers every possibility. Exactly. <laughs> like no if matter that what's can happen, happening. right, anything. You're prepared for anything, as, as you were mentioning before. Right. Yeah. And, and just for the heck of it, just to get an idea, I mean, the CDC's blog usually gets about one to 3,000 hits per week. When that was released, it got 1.2 million in, the, in that week it was released, and it crashed the CDC's website. Wow. Imagine a government website not working, by the way. People are getting... Yeah, right. Exactly. That <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that being the case, my, my point then turns to their advice. Their advice is water and food and medication and tools and supplies and sanitation uh, and hygiene products, uh, some clothing and bedding. And maybe they say in an apocalypse you're going to need a driver's license, passport, birth certificate, to name a few of documents. I don't know about that. And first aid but, supplies. But is that right. but sufficient? I mean, yes. Well, first of all, I think they're, they're being facetious, but they're, they're serious in terms of what you would need to survive any kind of catastrophic, you know, cata cata catastrophic catastrophe. <laughs> An apocalyptical type Scenario. So yes. that's yes. I think that's and a good I list. think I, this, there are TV shows about this as well in terms yeah. of surviving. Long story short, Viruses. though, um, I think many people are buying and stocking up on water for whatever some, whatever reasons. I think if you look at people's basements, they've got non-perishable foods um, for sure. And I think that's smart. It's, it's not just for zombies. I think it's for any reason. That's a that's a good idea. So if that comes out of this, that's fine. That's great. I have a, a little bit more uh, of an addition. I think of. Things that you need to have, especially in a, in a things that we need, or things that you need to have. Things that I have that I will that you'll be knocking on the door uh, asking to, to join the let's club. Let's hear this. All right, what um, do you got? First of all, you got to have you know some way. Well, to let's have set, food. let's set up the scenario. Okay, so Go let's ahead. so something happens. I don't know if it's a zombie apocalypse, but suddenly what? There's people are dying all there's, over. Well, let's put it this way: there's no power. 
Okay. There's no way to go to Seven Eleven to get the you know a Slurpee. There's no way right. to get food. Um, that would how suck. do you take care of your family, forgetting that there's even an outside uh, entity trying to come to you, uh, which might be humans or zombies or something else? How do you take care? Like we saw that in, in snowstorms, and the power goes out. Right. What do you do? Okay. Um, so let's say that, right, electricity, everything is down. Right. There could be some invasion. And we're long there term. could be right. Okay, so long term, there could be some invasion of some aliens or something like that, but you also have to fear other people, right? Correct. Who are also trying to survive and might be up to no good. So, okay, so this is in Doug Viviani's survival kit. Correct. First of all, if I'm out and about in the Bronx, by the way, I always think about this, I would go right to Yankee Stadium. I would... uh, It's the perfect location. You lock it down. You got you can. There's grass field there. You can grow all kinds of supplies of, of you have to be turned vegetarian, but of of, of food, and uh, you have an enclosed environment. No one, no zombies are breaking into. Why wouldn't zombies break into Yankee there's Stadium? There's no way. Is they they can't. You, 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 How did you break into Yankee Stadium? It's, there's only a couple of entrances. You lock down those entrances, and you're done. Oh, so they would open it for you. Well, sure, and then why you not? Would, and, you, and you would lock down the stadium. I wear stadium. my Everything Old is New Again shirt with the emblem on it, and so you know, I'd be instantly recognized. I would go to City Field because definitely no one goes there. <laughs> I think you're safer. Perfect. So along those lines, you've got to have supplies in terms of gardening tools. You've got to have uh, fruit tree seeds, veggie seeds, so that you can use a- and plant uh, food. The question is... Like around second base? Around second base or home plate or wherever it might be that that is uh, uh, least traveled. Um, I don't know if I would would plant uh, carrots or broccoli, but other than that, I'm I'm, I'm good. Okay. Um, But you could also use those gardening tools for self-defense. You need a water conversion. But kit. no one's getting in. What do you? What well, do you need all right. To... Let's talk about back to the house. I mean, that was in the Bronx, you know. But okay. back to the oh, house. Oh, so you're not in Yankee Stadium? Now? No, that's that's, that's just. Well, my so where are you planting that's... all this stuff? I thought you were in the stadium planting. That made sense. That does make sense, but I can't do that. Like a uh, hundred. Uh, well, let's. You want to do that? I'll do that. But what happens to my family? I wouldn't do that. I'd be running back to the get to the, get the family first. See, I don't. I think you're onto something. I think you grab the family. You go to Yankee Stadium. Absolutely, no doubt. Okay, so do that. Go now, and then I've got the water, water conversion kit. You have great seats. I, have, <laughs> I flash my tickets, get right in. Water conversion tick, you need a kit where, you know, rain water falls and so forth. They have these right. kits that, you know, are able to ensure that the water is safe. Um, how about a hammock? How about... Because um, you're going to be doing a lot of relaxing. Well, you know, if you, if you take a trip out of there to get food somewhere... <laughs> Nothing on your mind. Yep. You need, you need to, if you need to go on an, an excursion to get to, to get food or whatever it might be, supplies, you want to sleep in a tree. You don't want to sleep down below. So if you're sleeping up top in a tree in a hammock, right. you're safe. Yeah. Uh, margarita while you're on the hammock. Nice fan <laughs> blowing some cool breezes. Take it so seriously. Um, I, a flint lock. you got to have a flint lock so you can start matches. A start a fire, I should a say. A flint lock? A flint rock. Oh, a flint rock. Yep. Okay. Dehydrated food we talked about. A bowie knife. Battery-powered radio, or even one of those radios you, you use, you charge up yourself. Right. I have uh, a bead on, and I may purchase at some point down the line a solar-powered um, generator. Good. So idea. you don't need gas. You got a solar-powered right. generator, and you have at least some supplies, to, or you can watch videos. I guess you'd say because there'll be no no real TV, will there? But at least you'll have you know you'll have electricity. Right. Okay. 
That's that's fair. Uh, I think that's good. So you're in Yankee Stadium. You're with your family. You're growing food. You're swinging in the hammock, having a good time. <laughs> no way the zombies get in. That's what uh, you're banking I, all this on. Don't forget a chess set. You got to bring a chess set. You got to have something to do. We play some chess. Chess. Yeah. You got, well, I mean, a, a game that's not electronic. You want to bore yourself days. to death. <laughs> so, so that's assuming that the zombies don't get into Yankee Correct. Stadium. Correct. Right? But if you got if they do, you got a machete, a crossbow. You need to you need to be able to move fast. You gotta have a backpack and pack some stuff. What about a gun? What about no? Uh, I I agree. A gun or a crossbow. I think a crossbow might be better because a gun you're gonna run out of bullets at some point. Just like Daryl. Correct. I think that's the perfect thing. And a huge machete to you just chop the heads off. I would pack very light. Yes. I pack very light. You know why? Because you don't think it's gonna happen. No. Oh, oh. I'm, so, I'm, I'm with you. Oh, Let, if it does happen. Okay. Let's, if it does happen, I'm packing light. Right. Because I don't plan on living very long. I'm going to kill myself. Interesting. Why would you I... You don't want to survive it. You know, uh, so my brother says the same thing. But there's nothing to... What, I'd rather, you know, take my own life in a, in a sort of... Rela- maybe just borrow your hammock while I'm doing it. You know, just relax, fall to sleep, as opposed to getting eaten by zombies? Yeah. But then in that case, you might turn into a zombie yourself. Do you care? No. Doesn't matter. No. Because I'm just I'm with my wife and my son, and okay. we're all, we're all going to do it. All right. Well, I mean that is an option, and, and that does happen on The Walking Dead. We've seen it. Right. Uh, so I'm not. So saying what's we, your you know, what's your hope for? The, why would you stay alive? Just curious. With his life, this hope. Period. I would live for my kids. The kids are not. They're going to live a life. We're going to create a life. We'll teach them how to play baseball. I don't know. We're going to we're going to do on, something. Yeah, we're going to make on, a life. You're on the diamond. Exactly. Right. There's one. Uh, you're looking at the only human known to have survived being bitten by a zombie. His blood carries the antibodies for the ZN1 virus. If we can get him to the lab in California, they can use his blood and make more of the vaccine for the zombie virus. That's a promotion for the Z Nation, a new show on uh, Sci-Fi uh, Channel. It, it, it's okay, but again, it's the future of this genre. We're going to go down the road now of, of this. Uh, there is a spinoff for The Walking Dead being made, that's for sure. Oh, that's cool. So where are we going to go with this um, with uh, All I need is The Walking Dead. There's no end in sight, which I, I really like about that that there's just there's no reason to stop the show they can and i'm getting cut off go ahead yep oh you can talk over the music i'm yeah. just holding up a cars <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's uh, presume we survive next uh yes time well we i died together, you, you probably survived exactly we will be talking about ventriloquism with jay johnson